This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Calm and by Manscaped. In last week's episode, we gave a fairly brief rundown on what's happening with Activision Blizzard and why so many people inside and outside the company are very, very upset with them right now. But the story has developed a lot in the past week. So it's time for a deeper dive into this big pile of shit. Yes. And if you're just now hearing for the first time that there's a little bit of a scandal going down at one of the biggest video game publishers on earth, uh, well, the short version is that they are alleged to have fostered a company culture that is so exceptionally toxic towards female employees that following a two-year investigation, the state of California has filed a lawsuit against the company alleging that the culture of harassment and discrimination occurred with the knowledge and even participation of top executives. The state is going after them. Yeah, it's never a good sign. Uh, the longer version is contained in the actual lawsuit filed against Activision Blizzard last week, which goes into a lot of detail, but a decent summary is found here on page four. Like the executive ranks, women across the company are assigned to lower paid and lower opportunity levels. Female employees receive lower starting pay and also earn less than male employees for substantially similar work. Defendants promote women more slowly and terminate them more quickly than their male counterparts. Faced with such adverse terms and conditions of employment, many women have been forced to leave the company. Defendants have also fostered a pervasive frat boy workplace culture that continues to thrive. In the office, women are subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. Unsurprisingly, defendants' frat boy culture is a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. Female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers and supervisors and being groped at the cube crawls and other company events. High-ranking executives and creators engaged in blatant sexual harassment without repercussions in a particularly tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought butt plugs and lubricant with him on the trip. Defendants continuously condone the quid pro quo and hostile work environment. The message is not lost on their employees. So that's the yeah. yikes just right off the bat. And uh, yeah, the rest of the lawsuit, which I took the time to just read cover to cover today, it's all horrifying and it goes a lot more detail into all of that, uh, like the woman who killed herself, there's an allegation in there that a nude photo of that woman was passed around at a company party before her death and that that contributed to her suicide. Um, other details include allegations that female employees were warned about getting pregnant and then denied promotions on the grounds that they might get pregnant. And then employees who did get pregnant were treated negatively for stuff like maternity leave, breast pumping, leaving to pick up their kids, etc., uh, African-American female employees are alleged to have been treated especially badly and subjected to a level of micromanagement far beyond that of their fellow employees. Yeah, there's several examples in the lawsuit of specific female employees who were denied similar opp opportunities and salaries to their male counterparts, despite objectively generating more revenue for the company. Now, one of the only executives actually listed by name in the lawsuit is former senior creative director of World of Warcraft, Alex Afrasiabi, who in particular was known to verbally and physically harass female subordinates with complete impunity, often in full view of other employees and executives at events like BlizzCon. And at the heart of this lawsuit is the allegation that numerous complaints were brought to HR over the years about all of these things, 
and HR not only did nothing, they also didn't keep the complaints confidential, which resulted in retaliation against the employees by their superiors. HR is not your friend. HR Get this through the your company. fucking head. Yes. HR works for the people in charge. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing spent two years investigating all this, um, taking on a company as big as Activision Blizzard, bringing them to court for something like this is an extremely expensive endeavor. And government agencies generally are not willing to do that unless they feel very confident in their case. Uh, and they've got what sounds like a lot of receipts. Uh, the question at this point isn't really whether Activision Blizzard is in trouble, but rather just how much trouble they're in. But uh, Activision Blizzard is not going to go down without a fight. And in statements that they gave to the press following the lawsuit's announcement, they basically denied all wrongdoing. And in doing so, they kind of inadvertently come off pretty much exactly how you would expect a toxic company to sound. Uh, We're not going to read their entire statement. Uh, It's available online. You can find it. But here's a doozy of a highlight. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. While we find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. Uh, in other words, drop this lawsuit or we're going to Texas. The classic, classic California business move. Ted Cruz would look the other way. Yeah, Ted Cruz would totally let us uh, treat our female employees like shit. Governor Abbott would I mean, be you're not wrong. at BlizzCon. You're saying real things. I, I just love, hate how yeah. they're just like, we are disgusted by the uh, California Department of... Uh, and these uh, accusations. Yeah, we are disgusted. We are appalled. That we are being investigated for this. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You don't want us to move to Texas, do you? We pay a lot in taxes. It'd be a real shame. Blizzard left the state of California. The city of Irvine quietly weeps. Maybe you can just let this one slide. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, meanwhile, within Blizzard, uh, and it seems like Blizzard itself is where a lot of this shit happened. Which, uh, like, uh, at, at face value, when I first heard about this, I was like, Activision seems like a company that would be way more, like, crazy on this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably both companies, but it's it does sound like Blizzard itself was kind of the nexus of a lot of this bad behavior. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, within the company, the entire staff received an email from uh, Chief Compliance Officer and former member of the Bush administration, Frances Townsend, which uh, I'm not going to read her whole thing, but yeah. it included gems like... A recently filed lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories. And she also called the lawsuit truly meritless and irresponsible. Now, this did not go over very well with employees who uh, do not feel that the lawsuit is meritless and irresponsible. Uh, they, they read the lawsuit and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that represents my experience here yeah. quite accurately. So uh, on Monday... Uh, Over 2,000 Activision Blizzard employees signed an open letter to their superiors, pushing back on their public statements over the previous few days. Uh, Here's part of that. We believe these statements have damaged our ongoing quest for equality inside and outside of our industry. 
Categorizing the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubt on our organization's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first. Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organization. Our company executives have claimed that actions will be taken to protect us, but in the face of legal action and the troubling official responses that followed, we no longer trust that our leaders will place employee safety above their own interests. To claim that this is a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit, while seeing so many current and former employees speak out about their own experiences regarding harassment and abuse, is simply unacceptable. And on Wednesday this week, Activision Blizzard employees staged a walkout protest attended by what looks like hundreds or even thousands of employees. Um, and at the same time, players of games like World of Warcraft staged an in-game logout where they converged at one point in the map uh, with messages of support before all logging off simultaneously. It's, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the purpose of the employee walkout was laid out in a statement from organizers which called for leadership to address four key points. The end of forced arbitration for all employees, worker participation and oversight of hiring and promotion policies, the need for greater pay transparency to ensure equality, and employee selection of a third party to audit HR and other company processes. All good suggestions. Yeah. Now, while the walkout was going down, though, some more insight into the company's depraved culture came out via Kotaku regarding the Cosby Suite. What's that? With a name like that, hmm. what could go wrong? Hmm. The Cosby Suite is mentioned briefly in the lawsuit, but basically it was a specific hotel room certain male employees designated as the place to go for drunken debauchery and even featured a large framed photo of Bill Cosby. And the main organizer of the Cosby Suite seems to have been Alex Afrasiabi, the only person aside from Blizzard President J. Allen Brack to be named in the lawsuit. Um, just a horrible name to call something. Yeah, it's just not a good look. And to be fair, to be fair, a lot of people have been pointing this out. Uh, the photos and screenshots that Kotaku obtained back, uh, they, they date back to 2013 when Bill Cosby's uh, numerous rape allegations weren't exactly front page news yet. But also, it wasn't really a secret. It wasn't either. a secret. And it's like, why else would this person call it specifically the Cosby Suite for... It was, oh, this is where all the funny jokes happened about uh, people yeah. pulling their pants up? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, so Cosby, at that point, he had definitely been publicly accused of sexual assault several times already, and it was in the news. No. We were aware of it. A lot of people were, a lot of people weren't. I don't know. Anyway, uh, some of the other people involved in the Cosby suite, they claimed that it was like an inside joke about ugly sweaters, totally unrelated to sexual assault or anything of that, that nature. And the hammer pants sweet. I don't know. I mean, it might be true. There was yeah. like a period of time where this is like, oh, like the idea of like Cosby sweaters and stuff was something people joked about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was big enough to like dedicate a drunken debaucherous hotel it is room. A very strange and uh, yeah, very strange choice. But yeah, uh, yeah regardless, uh, this photo of like a bunch of dudes like happily in front of a giant frame photo of Cosby has not aged well. Are they wearing all. Cosby sweaters? No. Well, that would take a little bit of the wind out of there. If there was anything sales. more Cosby themed about it, aside from a picture of Bill Cosby and just a fuck ton of liquor. Yeah. 
Oh. I don't know. So yeah, there's all these pictures of the Cosby Suite. And there's also various sexually charged comments found on Facebook photos of the Cosby Suite. Uh, and they're, it's, it's not a good look, guys. It's, it's very sus. It's a very hard thing to explain away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. it, imagine... We named the, the room that we all got shit-faced drunk in and tried to get laid in the Cosby Suite because we thought the, the sweaters sweater were, cool. were funny. Like, imagine... I know this looks bad, Yeah, imagine, but, like, how many... How just horrifically weird it would be to have absolutely no malice in naming it that, and then all of it... Yeah, yeah. Very odd. Yeah. A real long shot, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Anyways, uh, hopefully some long overdue change and accountability comes out of this whole scandal, and not just for Activision Blizzard, but the whole industry, because as we've seen with similar scandals at Riot and Ubisoft... Uh, This is an industry-wide problem. Uh, But let's move on to some other news now that's a lot less bleak and depressing, but also still wildly inappropriate. Uh, Remember VidMe? Yeah. Yeah, For a period of time between 2014 and 2017, VidMe made a pretty decent go at being a YouTube competitor. But in the end, they simply couldn't afford to compete any longer, and they stopped allowing new uploads. So while VidMe was still active, though, a lot of news sites like Off Post, The Washington Post, New York Magazine. They used VidMe to host video content they would embed into their news articles. It's free hosting. Yeah. But fast forward four years, and it would appear that the vid.me domain recently lapsed and was quickly snatched up by someone else. And that someone else was porn website Five Star HD Porn, who set the domain to just automatically redirect to their main website, which, as you would assume, is full of hardcore pornography. Do you see where this is going? Yep. A bunch of old articles on various mainstream news websites now featured hardcore pornography where they'd once featured more relevant video content. Uh, Here's Gizmodo. The incident occurred sometime around mid-afternoon when people reading serious news stories in serious media outlets suddenly found themselves staring at links to videos with names like Bottoms Up Brianna, Naughty Spy Girls Part 2, and Marsha and Megan make a mean team, among others. It's not 100% clear what caused the videos to become embedded in the site. One theory is that all embedded VidMeet videos displayed the homepage of 5 Star HD rather than the original videos. This, in turn, resulted in totally not porn websites suddenly displaying people having sex. It could also just be a marketing stunt, as 5 Star Porn HD doesn't appear to be particularly popular based on low video views on its homepage. So... They might have snatched this up as a as a great deal. Yeah. And maybe someone knew that this content was being rehosted on news sites. Yeah. It's as easy as like kind of, you know, there's sites where you can look up the traffic that is still going to a certain domain. And it's like, hey, where's all this traffic coming from? Oh, like this random local news site. This big news site. Mm-hmm. I wonder why this is happening for a video embedding website. Oh, and huh. that domain expires... Uh... Expires right now. And I can own it for $10? Buy it for a prayer. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, and this is like, you know, fast forward like 50 years from now. They call this link rot. Mm-hmm. And it's a big problem. Like, it's already a big problem. You, you you try looking through, like, especially through, like, academic stuff. This is, I mean, this is why, like, Wikipedia uses archive links for all their sources. Because. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to just delete the page, too. Yeah, yeah. that, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, fast forward 50 years. If we're even all still here in 50 years. Right. And the Internet's going to be full of uh, dead links that 
probably get bought up by porn websites. There was, um, in a much more morbid sense, uh, this was a while back, back when MySpace was popular and Facebook was just coming up. It was a very weird, morbid, but uh, relevant, I think, at the time thing where uh, they were archiving people whose social profiles, the social profiles of people who had died. Yeah. So it was like a, I don't even know if it still exists, but it like it was a permanent like kind of their uh, uh, what's what is what is it called in the paper like an obituary? Yeah. But for their social profile, because it would it ceased to exist at that point, yeah, or be updated, it was very like morbid and strange. But at that time, it was something like, oh yeah, what happens to the social profiles in this new social media age when a person dies? And for a while, that site was the answer. Yeah, Facebook just turns it into a memorial page. It's very morbid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was called My Dead Space, if Oof. I remember correctly. Come on, guys. we got to be a better name than that. I mean, it was the internet in 2006 or so. <laughs> Everything was terrible. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, we got more news for you today, but before we get to that, it's time to tell you all about this week's sponsors, starting with Calm. Oh, thank God. If you've been dreaming about a beach getaway, but you're nowhere near the ocean, you may need to get creative. With Calm, you can listen to the relaxing sounds of the waves and give yourself a break wherever you are. Calm is the number one mental wellness app. They give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com, that is C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. And for viewers of our show, Calm is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. So go to calm.com slash tech. That is C-A-L-M dot com slash tech for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Calm.com slash tech. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. The sun's out, bums are out, and hopefully your pubes are not out. Also, flip-flop season is upon us, and you're out here with those post-pandemic toenails. What are you doing? Don't worry, our friends at Manscaped have you covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TECHNEWSDAY. The performance package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer will change the way you approach your grooming routine. This fourth-generation trimmer features advanced skin-safe technology to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on the boys before beach season. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor and an on-off travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off. If the power grid goes out in Texas again, you can use your Lawnmower 4.0 to illuminate the way with this LED spotlight. This trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower and not worry about your cleanup on aisle D. For Dick. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive little nostrils of yours. Use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you on your game in the heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. 
The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash-tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium-grit nail file. You're probably wearing flip-flops, and uh, people don't want to see those nasty, unclipped toes. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code TECHNEWSDAY at manscaped.com. Tame that summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped. All right, back to the news now. Yeah. Um, if you're a big fan of uh, film franchises like Star Wars and Marvel, uh, over the last few years, you've probably seen YouTube videos where some rando on the internet manages to outdo Hollywood's visual effects uh, titans yeah. through the magic of deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than having dozens of VFX artists meticulously model and animate 3D models of uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and Princess Leia and Rogue One, for instance, People skilled at deepfakes are able to do an equally or even more convincing job by just training a machine learning algorithm to copy and paste Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher's real faces over these performances. Is that guy mining Bitcoin up there? No, just doing some deepfakes. Just doing deepfakes. Nothing sexual. Yeah, I hope they're not sexual. Mm -hmm. Despite stemming from seriously unethical pornography, luckily most websites and hosts were quick to say there would be uh, zero tolerance for that kind of thing. So most of what you see with deepfakes nowadays is actually cool stuff though still pretty unsettling in its implications for disinformation. Uh, But uh, in general, it's face replacement without any intent to deceive. And some people have gotten really, really good at it. One of those people is the YouTuber Shamook, who, in addition to his Rogue One deepfakes, also outdid Hollywood at de-aging Robert De Niro in The Irishman and Jeff Bridges in Tron, along with lots of other videos featuring actors swapped out for different actors. Uh, But he still couldn't fix that. That kick that he did. (laughs) I am Robert De Niro, and I am 30 years old. Look at me go. This is how you beat someone up at age 30. Uh, One of Shamook's most popular videos is, uh, this is technically a spoiler for The Mandalorian, so earmuffs, if you care enough to get mad about that yet still haven't watched the show. It's been nine months since this episode aired. Yeah, so it's young Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. So in the show, they used what looks like a similar approach as they did with Rogue One, and it's not... Half bad, but Shamook's deepfake version is objectively better. The differences are so subtle that they're difficult to even point out, but the overall effect of Shamook's work comes across as more believable than what ILM did. And if you don't think so, well, ILM certainly does, because they just hired Shamook to work on the next season of The Mandalorian. Which is great, but also means that we're going to get more cameos from people All who the probably shouldn't hey, yeah, it's be me, appearing in Hey, favorite character from Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a great show, though. I'm not knocking the show. I I enjoyed it very much. Shamook wrote in a comment on his latest video, As some of you may already know, I joined ILM slash Lucasfilms a few months ago and haven't had the time to work on any new YouTube content. Now I've settled into my job. Uploads should start increasing again. They'll still be slow, but hopefully not months apart. Enjoy! Uh, ILM confirmed the news in a statement saying, Industrial Light and Magic is always on the lookout for talented artists and have in fact hired the artist that goes by the online persona Shamook. Over the past several years, ILM has been investing in both machine learning and AI as a means to produce compelling visual effects work, and it's been terrific to see momentum building in this space as the technology advances. Speaking of technology advancing, it's been a couple weeks since Valve first unveiled that upcoming Steam Deck. Like one week. Handheld gaming PC. Or two weeks, maybe. Who can tell? And uh, yeah, they've revealed more information about what exactly it's capable of. Uh, First off, Valve says that they have yet to find a game that the Steam Deck can't handle. Which is great. 
Now, obviously, that could mean a lot of things, though, but in this case, it means that any game that you throw at the Steam Deck will be able to run at a minimum of 30 FPS, which is, that's really the bare minimum you could ask for. Yeah, any lower would be yeah. terrible, but 30 FPS is, uh, if you grew up on console, that's what you're used to. Yeah. If you don't have a high frame rate monitor, it's what you're used to. So, I mean, you're not going to be like doing competitive COD on. Like, yeah, I mean, it's thing. a it's a it's a device for <laughs> traveling <laughs> yeah. and sitting back on the couch or something. Anyways, one of the Steam Deck's developers at Valve was quick to clarify that they've tested plenty of games that exceeded that 30 FPS baseline, and that there will also be a built-in FPS limiter for people who want to sacrifice performance for battery life. Valve also revealed that the built-in SSD in the Steam Deck is not soldered to the board and therefore can be swapped out for a bigger or better drive if the user wants to do so and is willing to do some computer surgery. Uh, anyways, there's still no hard release date aside from holiday 2021, but we can expect to hear more about the Steam Deck in the coming months. Uh, everything so far points to this being just a wonderful little gadget. It's an amazing, yeah, it's... Like, people are finding plenty of shit to nitpick about it, but it's just like, yeah, compared to a fucking desktop tower yeah, PC, yeah, it falls short in every possible way. That's not what this is. No. This is for bringing all of those this games on the This is a gaming go. PC you can play on the toilet, on yeah. the airplane. And, like, what Steam does really well, in a lot of cases, is having a, a vast array of amazing indie games that might not be able to get onto the Nintendo Switch or something like that, and will be able to run at, I'm sure, 60 FPS, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the yeah, the more uh, the more lo-fi. All uh, those cool sex games, where you where a little top comes off when you put the right crossword puzzle answer in. <laughs> Finally. Finally, we can play those on an airplane. Finally, those 99 cent Steam. Backroom weird games have uh, found their device. They need to like really lean into that audience and be like, and the Steam Deck comes with one of those privacy screens that you can put over the top of it. <laughs> so that people to your left and right yeah, can't see you it. You gotta look at it straight on. Yeah, the only way they're gonna be able to see your uh hentai games is if they're sitting directly behind you on the yeah. bus or plane. And if they do, that's on them. Hey, it's a treat. No peeking. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on finally to COVID news. Oh god. We talked about this last week. But, uh, yeah, things are getting bad again. Whoop, line go up. Uh, just one month ago, new cases in the U.S. were down to just 11,000 per day. But on Monday of this week, there were 93,000 new cases reported. So is getting worse by 900%? Is that bad? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. This is not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Sorry. I want to reiterate that we are not happy about this at no, all. I'm fucking <laughs> This sucks. Yes. Anyway, uh, reason this is not going away and we're just gonna have to live with COVID forever is thanks largely to the one-third or so of the population who outright refused to vaccinate or even exercise basic precautions. If you know anything about Southern California, you know that the community who most embodies that refusal to accept even the most moderate inconvenience in the face of a global pandemic is, of course, Huntington Beach, mm -hmm. Surf City, USA. So this new sign seen at the door of Basilico's Pasto y Vino in Huntington Beach shouldn't be all that surprising. Notice. Proof of being unvaccinated required. <laughs> God. And that's next to a pair of signs indicating that no mask wearing is allowed for both men and women. The irony here is that, like, the worst breakout initially of the pandemic was in Italy. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, but they're fine now, right? No? Oh, well. Restaurant owner Tony Roman told... <laughs> what a last name for an Italian restaurant. Tony Roman. I had to open an Italian restaurant. <laughs> what else was I going to do? Uh, he told NBC LA, Our American way of life is under attack, and I feel blessed to be on the front lines of this battle in defense of liberty and freedom, willing to put everything at risk for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> pledging our business as a constitutional battleground since day one of the lockdowns on March 19th, 2020. We have never complied with any restrictions since. And when the tiny tyrants go on the attack with new mandates, we fire back, launching new missiles of defiance. And with the new and aggressive push for mandatory vax policies, we couldn't resist. So we are sending a message of our own. Hopefully most are smart enough to read between the lines. Otherwise, we will just sit back and have fun watching their heads explode over it. Oh, man. I'm so triggered. Uh, it's all just... It's it, like it fucking... I mean, it's like a, a victim I, complex. I still, still, even after a year and a half, like the idea that this is some culture war shit, it's just been absorbed so strange. into the larger culture war is very bizarre. Yes. Like, basic public health. Like, if you know even just... Cursory, like, bullet points, history of the last 120 or so years, like, the, so many people used to fucking die of, like, smallpox and polio. Like, there's still, like, any, ask your fucking grandma about that shit. My yeah. great-grandma had, like, a bum leg for 90 years because she got polio and, like, almost fucking died in, like, an, the original in an orphanage in Mexico. And, like, yeah, yeah like, these fucking... Vaccines are a miracle. There's like, nah, nah, Joe Biden said to get it. So I don't think so. Uh, I have an immune system. Look, I'm pretty sure I would have survived back then, too. I'll tell you right now what the current what the current uh, anti-vax or vax resistant uh, mentality is, because I got off the phone with Florida today. I, I called Florida up and I said, what's the word on the street? Get me Florida, operator. Uh, basically. And uh, it, it the... General consensus going around with vax hesitancy or anti-vaccination is, you see, look what happened. Everyone got vaccines, and now everyone that got vaccines is getting tested positive for coronavirus. That And, and look, that obviously, yeah, we could sit here and argue all day about why that is either technically wrong or various stages of wrong. So those stories are coming out of places like California where more than half the population is vaccinated. So naturally, any COVID cases that come up have a 50% chance of being among the vaccinated. Yeah. Again, we said this last week, no one ever said you're not going to get COVID with the vaccine. It's, it's not transmissible, it's but it's a lot less transmissible. It's a lot less likely that you'd get it. And if you do, the symptoms yeah. uh, will be a lot better than if you didn't have the vaccine. Yeah, it's it's like you feel I like tried you to ever... tell Florida that. They didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So, and yeah, again. Well, that's the thing. Also, like, the, the people who are going to the hospital and getting intubated and dying are 98% unvaccinated. And the problem with that is that, and I looked on a fucking website afterwards. I was like, I don't fucking believe it. And it's like local news. There is set, the way that they phrase everything is very particular, dare I say, diabolical, because they will shove it within the same sentence that there are uh, a uh, vaccinated breakthroughs mm. of infection. And then without explaining the difference, go leading to an uptick in hospitalizations and death. 
Um, like yeah. not without even mentioning that 90% of the people in hospitals and dying are unvaccinated. So in someone's mind who's watching it is going, the vaccinated people are fucking clogging up the hospitals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is annoying. But it's also, it's just like at this point, no one's mind's being changed. Yeah. No one's becoming an anti-vaxxer right now. No, but they're no getting. No one's going to not become an anti-vaxxer. They're right getting now. reassurance now sure. because of the breakthrough infection. Sure. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, hey, yeah. Believe me, it's fucking frustrating. Believe yeah. me. It, this is a nightmare scenario in so many ways. So, yeah, it's never going to end. Ever. And as another example of this, uh, remember back in 2020, uh, some of the most striking images of people not giving a single fuck about the pandemic came from Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, where everyone just sort of kept on partying like it was 2019. The pool was packed. Everyone's just sharing the same cup. Just drinking up that pool water and spitting in each other's mouths. Mm-hmm. Well, a year later, and nothing at all has changed, except now they're not just hostile to masks and social distancing. They're also hostile to vaccination, of course. Yeah. Uh, Politico recently sent a journalist down to Lake of the Ozarks to get a feel for the vibe over there. Uh, it's a long article, but let, let's read some of the paragraphs from it. In a county designated a COVID hotspot in a state with one of the lowest vaccination rates in the nation and in a region where hospitals are nearing capacity as the Delta variant takes hold, Aaron, a bartender at Backwater Jacks, couldn't be in a more vulnerable position. She interacts closely with hundreds of maskless customers, sometimes on a single day. She knows most of them are probably not vaccinated and she doesn't care. She isn't either. Quote, I'm living, breathing proof. I've not been sick once. I've been as hands-on as you can be with people from everywhere, Aaron said, as a motorboat thundered to the dock and another group of customers climbed out. Like others who spoke for this article, she asked to go only by her first name. She said she'd heard a rumor, common among vaccine skeptics, but also plainly false, that, quote, more people are dying from getting the vaccine this week. Personally, Aaron added, I feel like my immune system is doing a good job. So why pump it full of something that we don't really know what it is? And that's almost exactly what I just said before, that the the, the tone of people that are vax hesitant or anti-vax is that it is going to be worse and I'll just let my yeah. body deal with it. And a lot of people think or assume or say just because it makes them feel better that oh, I probably already had it. And so I definitely have the antibodies, which are way more effective than the vaccine. And there, look, there's no shortage of fucking articles that you can go read with firsthand accounts from nurses and doctors who people on their fucking deathbeds begging for the yeah. vaccine after it's too right. late. That's not how it works. Also, uh, a, a woman who almost fucking died because her husband convinced her that when they had a cold back in January, that yeah, it was, was COVID, COVID and they, they recovered from it. Yeah. It, they're, they're, look. It's, again, I am very personally frustrated by all of this on a very deeply personal level. Yeah. Uh, Here's more. Interviews with dozens of the clientele frequenting dockside bars, restaurants, and resorts in this area, famously featured in the Netflix dark drama Ozark, revealed an opposition to the vaccine campaign and a disbelief in news around the Delta variant so intense it bordered on belligerence. No promise, they say, would entice them to voluntarily get vaccinated. Not a $1 million check or a plea from a loved one or the encouragement of Donald Trump himself. Among the few who admitted to getting vaccinated, some described being shamed by friends or family. One woman, Brittany Hanlon, who wears a mask while battling cancer, said she was heckled for doing so while walking through a Walmart. 
Take off your mask, two women shouted at her as she tried shopping. The women told her that the mask was making them uncomfortable, Hanlon recalled, which I don't understand. It's not like I was doing anything mean or inappropriate. I just had a plain black mask on. An employee of the Haha ha Tonka State Park Visitor Center in the Lake of the Ozarks area, Hanlon says she wears a mask while interacting with roughly 600 to 700 people a week there. She's typically greeted with sneers and requests that she remove it. We saw this, uh, there's, uh, I mean, L.A. is no stranger to any of this shit. Uh, last weekend, there's just this, like, roving band. Like, they, they, all, they all found each other, and now, like, every weekend they go on just, like, a parade of destruction around, like, I think it was mostly been West L.A. and, like, Mid-City, but they'll just, like, go into fucking Vons and, like, just shout at people to take their masks off. And, uh, like, last weekend they went outside Cedars-Sinai and were harassing doctors and patients and, like, literally got in a physical fight with a cancer patient who told them to fuck off. I am, at this point, begging for these people to go back to flat-earth conspiracies. Yeah. No, it's at least that's harmless. Yeah. They can still have their friend group. Like, yeah, I've said this before, but, like, believing the Earth is flat around has no real effect on anything. Like, that's, that shit's mostly just for scientists. It doesn't affect really anything about your life uh, unless you, like, work in satellites or something like that. Uh, I'm or, sure at that point wanna, it's just aggravating. Yeah, it's, it's just annoying and stupid, but it doesn't, doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, anyways, those interviewed here had various reasons for not getting the vaccine. They felt overwhelmed by what they described as a near-hysterical media coverage of the pandemic. They suspected greedy pharmaceutical companies were simply trying to line their pockets. Offers of money and incentives in exchange for the shot were met with even more skepticism, which I brought up before, that that had almost a negative effect on anyone yeah. who might have gotten it because they're like, oh, well, oh, you have to you have to pay me to get it? Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. quote, now, why would they be giving it away for free, asked A. McNay as he sat at Shorty Pants Lounge, another packed venue less than 15 minutes away from Backwater Jacks. McNay asked that his full name not be used. Like many people here, he was suspicious of the government and the media and didn't want too much of his personal information revealed. If you think you can trust your government, he said, ask the Native Americans. And I guarantee you this is a guy who probably does not respect. Yeah, a real, a real lover of uh, our, our Native peoples here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, great, great stuff. <sighs> Continues, inside McNay sat along with a half dozen other customers who likewise lamented what they viewed as a breathless push for vaccines. Two bartenders floated in and out of the conversation, dropping comments like, what's COVID? To laughter. Just recently, a beloved cook at the restaurant had died from the virus, they said, but that hadn't changed the thinking around vaccinations. The cook, they reasoned, likely had other underlying complications. And he might have! It exacerbates them! We don't know what else was wrong with him, said Murray Ferris, who frequents shorty pants with his wife, Jane. By contrast, Murray said he and his wife exercise vigorously and regularly. Even so, Jane Ferris said the vaccine hadn't been studied long enough, and she didn't want to be a guinea pig. Anyways, there's plenty more in that article, and it'll drive it'll drive you insane. Uh, the whole thing, it's really worth a read. Uh, or don't. Save your sanity. Yeah. It. Yeah. Towards the end of the article, they point out how in, a, in recent weeks, a lot of Republican governors have started being very direct about encouraging residents to get vaccinated, as has Fox News, who, by the way, it makes it mandatory for anyone entering yeah. the building. Yeah. And also, by the way, Donald Trump got the vaccine. Yeah. Like, in, before the election, well he would not shut up about this was his vaccine. You're going to be so happy when my well, vaccine shows up. There's so many clips of people asking, like, in public, being like, you know, they never give Donald Trump enough credit for this vaccine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you going to take it? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cognitive dissonance. It's just more cultural bullshit. 
I'm convinced like this is this is just something to like fill up these people's empty lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's a it's a very busy conspiracy. Much like uh, standard anti-vax stuff before COVID. It, it was like a way for fucking stay-at-home moms. It's a way of to, like, like feel like they were smart about something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, it's clearly too little too late for all of these people who have spent the last six months convincing themselves that getting vaccinated is somehow political. Even if Lake of the Ozarks ends up being a Delta variant super spreader location, it's probably not going to change any of these people's minds about anything. And that fucking sucks. Uh, in typical, because this is actually political for the most part, uh, Republican fashion, it really doesn't affect people until it actually affects them, which is why you're seeing people in ICU begging for the vaccine when it's clearly too late. There was a guy in L.A. who was a a very prominent member of a church here in L.A. um, who in June or May or something was posting all over Facebook, uh, uh, 99 problems with a vaccine one, which makes no fucking sense, and just died last week. Yeah, young guy too. It's It's like like 34. Yeah. One of my friends, his younger brother, who's 30, great shape, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, like... Very athletic, uh, anti-vax, anti-COVID-vax for the last, like, six months. The rest of his family been yelling at him to get the vax. It's been a big point of contention in the family. And he fucking got COVID. Had to go to the hospital. It was, like, very serious. And, of course, then he's like, yeah, I probably should have gotten the vaccine. Like, we've been saying. But at least he changed his mind. A lot of these people, they'll be in the hospital, come out of it. There's, like, like, yeah, that one guy who was like, I'd do it all over again. Fucking incredible. Anyways, that's our episode. If you haven't watched our most recent one about uh, how strokes can cause strokes uh, and some other news in there. Yeah. There's that. And then uh, weekly weird news about uh, everyone involved in the Olympics getting canceled. Uh, The Olympics continue to baffle. The Olympics are... It's a fucking disaster. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. No one's... I feel like none of the athletes, like, heads are even in it at this point, which, like, why would they be? I (laughs) love... Like, the Olympics, specifically, like, everything happening with Simone Biles, has turned... People oh who don't God. even care about sports more into raving sports lunatics yeah. about, like, it is insane. Yeah. Uh, listen, if if a if a person so good at their specific sport that they've had new uh, death-defying moves literally named after them says that they are not mentally in a place where competing is safe for them to do because they compete in a sport where fucking up can literally kill you, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to defer to them on that. I'm not yes. going to inject not my opinion on it. person on the couch going, but they represent the Why country. is she doing more flips for me? Shut the fuck up. You don't even care about the you Olympics. You don't care about gymnastics. Nobody does. You don't care about the Olympics. Shut the so, fuck okay. up. People do, but in general, Americans are like, how many gold we win? Yeah, yeah that's right. That's it. That's, that's right. We won gold. What, what was it for? I don't even know what that is. Sounds pretty gay, but I'm glad we won. <laughs> I like that skeet shooting. Yeah. Did we win that? I, I tuned in for the guns part, but they're shooting air pistols. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. They're Whoa. one-handed. Where's your trigger discipline? Why aren't you using two hands? Oh, it's because of the rule book says you got to fire with one hand? I did do the, the. I was joking, but I did do like the like, uh, my fat, lazy American. Uh, with the, last night I was watching the archery, and like they're all hitting the target perfectly. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, the fucking bullseye on this thing is way too wide. Like, it's like that big. And second of all, these these bow and arrows, they look like sniper rifles. 
They should have. They you should have to use like an actual bow and arrow. Yeah, made out from, like, of the like Robin Hood. Made days. out of cow guts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none of this. None. Of, no uh, wrist guards and all that stuff. Just one piece of wood that's bent. They should bring back the original Olympics, the the Greek <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, everyone competes buck naked. Yeah, and all the sports is just like who can throw shit. If the archers can use what looks like sniper rifles to shoot a bullseye this big, then why aren't we letting other people use steroids? It's just a technological advancement. Good point. I think. But no, I was I I was joking, and I was sitting there going, "Ah, bullseye's too big." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, the, the videos are over there. You, you can watch them. You've seen them, and if you haven't, watch them watch again. Them. Watch them again. Yeah, yeah for the mm-hmm. algorithm, and hit that like button and subscribe. Do all of your Do all that. Pray to the algorithm. The bell. All of that. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.